0: Hello and welcome to the Community Church podcast where we want to equip and empower people for life together with Jesus. On this podcast, we'll be talking with lots of different people from all walks of life to help us in our discipleship to him. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and this week we have the one and only Gaz Ellis from Living Word Church in York. Uh, Gaz is a great friend of mine and uh, this is part of a conversation that we had where Gaz just started saying some really great stuff. So I hit the record button and he talks about what he sees is going on with coronavirus and his own personal journey with sickness and what he sees in healing. Uh, I hope that you enjoy and uh, receive what you can. Yes.
1: looking at life differently I think now and we have a message of life and I think people are, are opening up to hear that message and I think that if any and I, and I feel that in myself I think that the, that what's going to come out of this is that people are going to go this was this was the close call I need to change the way that I live I'm, I'm thinking about my life differently and I think the message that we carry is going to open up doors to those people's lives um, and I think that's where the, the year of plenty is coming from. Because it's it's interesting that Kerry brings a word saying 2020 is the year of plenty. And now everybody's got to self-isolate, so we can't talk to anybody. <laughs> and you think, well, so, well, if that word's the word of God, which we believe it is, how then does that work out in this situation? And I think that God is going ahead of us already. And he's, he's changing and, and softening people's hearts because they're scared of this thing. They're scared of death. They're scared that their life could be cut short. Um, and and people are going to be open I think to hear the message that we carry that that your life is in God's hands now you need to put it into God's hands that he's sovereign over all things um, and that you can be saved and, and that the, the life that God has for you is far greater than the life that you live now um, and I, I think that's what we're going to hear I think people, people that were once Christians that have walked away are going to rethink their lives and I think people that have maybe taking life for granted. They're gonna are no longer taking it for granted and they're, they're thinking about their lives a lot more. So I feel that it is a bit of an alarm bell to people. I think that people are thinking about themselves and about their lives a lot more. So yeah, so I think I think that's what's happening. I think people's hearts are softening. People um yeah, I think people's hearts are softening to the gospel. I think people's hearts are softening to to life and what life means. Uh and I think worldwide panic does that. I think that the, I think that the challenge for us as a church is is when the panic's over people people not going back to the old ways yeah um, so one thing for me that I think's going to happen through the Holy Spirit through this thing is that many many people i don 't know about you but we 've got quite a lot of people on the on the outskirts of church so they're, uh, they're they've responded to the gospel they're members of the church, but over the few years they've slow themselves down, they're more on uh, they don't get involved as much. Um, and one thing that I feel in my heart from social isolation is is that I, I, miss, I miss fellowship more than I've ever missed it. Mm. Um, when we have holidays and stuff, I'm always thinking about the church and um, I do miss the fellowship, but I'm enjoying my holiday. Whereas now I just miss, I miss being face to face with people. I miss chatting to people. I miss sitting down with a coffee. For a coffee with people, um, and I, I believe that one of the things that God's going to do through the Holy Spirit, through this coronavirus, is that people are going to miss. People are going to miss spending time with with the church. People are going to miss fellowship in, and I think all those people in the outskirts, it's going to bring them. I think it's going to bring them back in.
0: Yeah, I think yeah.
1: I think churches are going to see prodigals return because they've realised, they start to realise what they're missing. Amen. And I just kind of feel that's quite something that we're going to see.
0: So, what are you guys going to do, or what are you thinking about in terms of preparing for that? Once this is all settled, and we can reconvene and gather together and fellowship together, um, what what is it that you kind of want to see take place within your setting?
1: Do you mean what we're we going to do to keep them back together, or what what do you think we'll see in terms of uh, what? <coughs> what, going to what do?
0: Yeah, yeah. What will be different? Yeah, what will be different?
1: I think there'll be a greater desire and hunger for God and a greater desire and hunger to be with one another. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: think that will be expressed in our worship time. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be expressed in our response to the word of God on a Sunday, because one of the frustrations that I have when I speak is that people go, yeah, yeah, that's a really good word or fantastic. Well done this morning, guys, or stuff like that. And then I don't see a you know two weeks later people are coming with me coming to me going oh i feel like this or i feel like that and i was like yeah but you said
0: what did i say two weeks ago
1: that you said was a really good word
0: yeah, it's yeah,
1: now yeah. you've now got to live those words out and i feel that that hunger and desires that people will meditate on the word of god more people will remember what's said on a sunday and people will begin to walk that out and act it because i think this virus this panic is bringing a great desperation within people's hearts like um Like David, when he was surrounded by his enemies, how he cried to God. Um, And I think that's what we're going to begin to see. We're going to see a real crying of the heart to God to change, a real crying of the heart to God for protection and for our enemies not to to be on our borders and and a real living out of the, the revelation that we are we are dead, and, and Christ is alive in us. And mm. that was one of my encouragements to the youth. Really, is that because the youth were talking about vulnerability, about illnesses, and vulnerable people? And, and I said this: I said, "Look, if we really believe, and I believe this one hundred percent, if we really believe that we have died to ourselves, and now it's now that Christ that lives in us, then the only thing that's vulnerable is the virus." Amen. Yeah, I don't think. If, if yeah, if it's Christ that's alive, I don't remember. I don't remember reading the Gospels. I have read the Gospels. I never remember Jesus being ill. I don't recall anywhere in the Gospel that Jesus was sick. And I think if it's Jesus that's alive in us, then sickness don't come near us. And I think that's a revelation that we're going to get—a revelation of Jesus is truly alive in us, and our self has has died. And that renewing of the mind is going to change drastically um mm.
0: how do you hold that intention with where you're at, at at the moment
1: well with my sickness
0: yeah i think with me i'm just at a point of if i try to carry experience... from the future here just jumping in to give a bit of context uh, just to say that Gaz, uh, his sickness that he's referring to here is something called diverticular disease this is a problem with your intestines. He had real serious problems when it first manifested itself, and he had been hospitalized with it. Uh, but right now we'll just jump back into the conversation
1: If I try to explain why I 'm ill, i'm going to go down a path that is not good for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead, I have to listen to the Word of God, yeah, which is the truth, and my my truth has to overcome my experience i think i read something there was a a book by chris gore called supernatural healing that i've read and he he makes this real comparison between truth and fact Mm -hmm. so in the world fact and truth are the same thing
0: Mm
1: -hmm. it's a fact so therefore it's the truth but in the supernatural they're not always the same thing i am i am sick that is a fact but it's not my truth
0: Mm. My truth
1: is that by his wounds, I have been healed.
0: Mm.
1: My truth is, is that Jesus is for me. My truth is is that God doesn't want me sick. My truth is, is that if someone lays hands on me as a sick person, I will be healed. That's my truth. And I've got to make a decision then to, to believe the truth over the realities of my sickness. And I must admit, um, since I've begun to do that, um, my illness has not, has not reared its head anywhere near what it has done mm. and i believe that's that's on my road to sickness some people are healed just like that and i think other people have to go down a road and i think i had a word in india that um i was very disappointed when i went to india i don't know if i told you before um i went to india with covenant college and i was very disappointed because I'd heard so many testimonies and so many things of demons being cast out, the blind seeing the dead rising from the dead, uh, the dead rising from the grave. Um, and I saw none of it and I was very disappointed. I didn't tell anybody. And then on the last day, the elder of that church that we're in prophesied to me. Um, and he said, those things that you're disappointed about, um, I'm going to do through you. And I was like, well, I'll take that. So in <laughs> other words, a healing ministry. Um, and I'd not told anyone, so I knew it was from God. It's not like mm-hmm. it had been passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people are healed instantly. For me, I think I'm learning. I'm learning the ways of God. I'm learning how how God, he's teaching me, he's disciplining me, he's encouraging me, he's strengthening me in my sickness so that when, when I'm praying for somebody, I am determined of the truth. I am assured of the truth and I'm in faith to see somebody healed because of what he showed me through, through my sickness. I don't know where that stands with people's theology, but I feel that that's what's happening with me. And like I say, once I've, once I've chosen the truth over my fact, which again seems very odd saying it, I know that my truth is that I'm well. It said, you know, it says in, in um, James that if you're sick, call an elder and uh, he will anoint you with oil and the, and the prayer of faith will see me well. Well, I've done that. So I've got to believe now that I'm well. It doesn't say then continue to call him, does it? Or it might not have worked. The truth is, is that I've done as the word of God has told me, which is my truth. I have called an elder. He has laid hands on me with, an, with oil. Well, I'm well and I've got to believe that I'm well and I know that, that I am well. And um, yeah, I think that's my truth, and that's what that's what's helping me. And since I've made a, a conscious decision to go, no, I'm well, no, I'm well, no, I'm well. This is why I'm well, because it says, by your wounds, I have been healed. Because mm-hmm. it says, if I if a, a call an elder and he knows me at all, it says I will be well. It says in the Word of God that if a if a believer lays hands on the sick, they're going to be well. That has to be my truth. That is my confession, and nothing else is going to change that. And once I became so determined on that, my health has improved massively Mm. i still have bad days i'm not saying i'm totally healed but my good days have extended Mm. and i and i believe that's because i've chosen to to believe the truth of the word over the fact of my situation Um, and i think that's what i've learned and i think and that's what i encourage people in um, Mm. that the truth has to outweigh the fact that you're ill
0: and that's that's again so applicable to to what's going on at the moment isn't it with the coronavirus and the outbreak that's going on because we're surrounded by all these facts of what's taking place in the world at the moment but what is the truth that we are going to hold dear what is the truth what is the what is the spiritual reality that we're going to lay a hold of and it's that god is lord
1: (coughs) yeah absolutely and i had to do that with i mean i know you spoke to me about your, your the 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 situation with your um with your youngest and the you prayed and and that prayer was immediately challenged and
0: um, hey, it's harry here again from the future it's always good to give context where we can gazi is referring to um, our latest arrival uh, and when our baby came uh, she's called phoebe we had prayed and prophesied over her within an hour big big prayers um and within a few hours of that uh, she had stopped breathing and nearly died because of blood sugar issues uh, she needed to be resuscitated and in the midst of that uh, bonnie my wife Um, And I had this feeling that it was actually a spiritual attack. And so we held on while we were praying to the words that we had just spoken over her. And as of now, she is happy and healthy and all good. I hope that makes sense. And now we're going to jump back into the conversation.
1: When we were trying for a baby, it wasn't happening straight away. And and, and James prophesied that that, that the desires of our heart would be met. Um, And immediately after the birth of the child... It was challenged. Um, the baby hasn't been put wasn't putting on weight and they were worried. Amy lost a lot of blood. Um and they were trying to be really nice to her, they were smiling at her, but then they'd turn her on to me and their face dropped. They were really, really worried that Amy was was really ill. She'd lost a lot of blood. Um, and I thought, okay, this is happening, but it it's not my truth. Mm. My truth is, is that Jesus is for us. My truth yeah. is that the desires of my heart is that we have a that we are a family and that we're going to be a family. And that family means me and Amy, which and I and I, I prophesied to myself that this is not gonna happen. I, I declared in that room that Amy's gonna be well. I declared over my child that she would be well because she had not she had not fed for the first four hours because Amy was so ill. And mm-hmm. this is a newborn baby who's stressed out of the birth and they usually feed straight away. And my child was was very quiet. She was at peace. My child was at peace while Amy was going through all these things. I never had to stress that there was no point in which um, we had to rush and get a bottle of milk or anything like that. My, my child was at rest because I spoke the truth over this situation that Amy was going to be well. I know it took her from giving birth to being stitched up and and, and, he, and, and better was four hours Yet my child never once moaned for food. My child never once cried uncontrollably. My child never once became ill because she hadn't eaten. God kept my child healthy Hmm. and God kept my wife protected because I spoke the truth of the word. I spoke what God had spoken to me through a prophet. I spoke what God had spoken to me through the word. And uh, I think this is a time where we have to believe the truth over the fact yes the fact is there is a coronavirus yes the fact is it's highly contagious and we have to be wise in that so we still have to you know like not meet on a sunday that's not a a lack of faith it's just being wise in the situation that we're in but our truth is is that god has got all of us in his hand god protects all of us i think uh, psalm 91 talks about us being surrounded by his his pinions, his wings that were protected by him and we've got to We've got to believe those things over the situations that we're in, um, and yeah, it's believing the the truth of the word over the fact of what's happening in the world. And I think that's what we're what we're seeing now, and that's where, as Christians, we have to stand. We've got to believe the word of God over what's happening in the world. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's what we've got to do. Okay.
0: That's what. I've what I love, guys, is that um, you've spent time thinking and praying about this and it's just become a part of you so it's i come along i ask a question and there's just a little squeeze that takes place and then boom all that stuff comes out of you why because it's it's a part of you You spent time thinking reflecting on it in an age of busyness in an age of i don't know distraction it's so easy for people just to get caught up in and, and just relay the facts but the fact that you've um just sat down and thought about it and uh, now you can go. Yep, yeah, this is fact and this is truth. I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm so encouraged and so blessed. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Yeah, yeah. It's going.
1: Yeah, you've got to live the. You've got to live the truth. It's not just. It's not just reading the word and believing it. You've got to live it out and walk it out. Uh, and mm. that's the hardest part. That is the hardest part. And there's been times when, uh, when I've been really ill and wanted to give up. I've wanted to give up. I've wanted to just cry on a heap and think I can't do this anymore. This, this is, I'm in too much pain. Um, the doctors don't seem to know what it is or the doctors aren't helping me or and you think, Yeah, because I'm, I'm concentrating on the sickness. I'm concentrating on what the doctors are saying. I'm not concentrating on, on the truth of what Christ has done, what Christ has said and what that means for me as a reality. Um, Yeah, it's living it out.
0: For being together with us this week, Uh, we've got a special treat for you next week. We'll have John and Julia Sutton-Smith sharing with us their life story don't miss out if you want to get in touch please feel free to do so uh, through our website communitychurch.org.uk you can find loads of contact details there whether it's through email or through our various social media Uh, in the meantime be blessed and be blessed.